sounds really awesome, doesn't it? I, I love it. It's Welcome. so good. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Undisputed Future podcast. Uh, you may have heard the new theme music, and that goes up until about 34 seconds, just in case you didn't love it as much as we do. Thank you once again for joining us. I am CD Danny Mac, and once again joining me to my right side is Nikki Six. I'm back! I'm back, everyone! Nikki Six joining me again for post-Takeover Chicago discussion and what an event it was. Uh, let's go down the card again, man. Roderick uh, Strong striking back against Sanity. It's about time someone put Sanity in their place. There was no one better to do it, honestly. Roddy Strong with one of the, like He's just one of the most powerful hitters in NXT today, and that's saying something because... We got some real, real power hitters. We've always known he was a good in-ring competitor, but coming out, storming out, taking out Sanity from the get-go, and giving him the, during the, his entrance, it showed how smart he is to the numbers game, and he was not him, going to be denied this one. Gave him the little extra with the family boost, I like that. Used to be Roddy against the world, now it's uh, Roddy's fighting for something, and it shows in his performance against Sanity. What a win for him. Moving on to championship matches, though, UK championship Yes. Tyler Bate. Pete Dunn. Losing to Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. You told and, you all. You I and Dave both, both told. I, that's it. I told you, Dan. That's it. Tyler Bate, just no the more reign for sells. the youngest champion. The man is going to sell. He is going to make for an amazing champion. And honestly, I can't wait to see him defend it over and over and over again. He's going to start that UK show right. There's no way that it's gonna. There's no way they can fail now. As we're going to after takeover, everything is Pete Dunn's, and uh, as much as I hate to say it, I'm uh, inclined to believe it for now. For, for now. now. And uh, what everybody has to face is Asuka's undefeated streak, 170 plus wins, another successful defense, and. Uh, Nikki Cross not pulling out the win. I was the odd man out. And I was shocked, but at the same time. Kind of relieved. I really want Ember Moon to be the one. Ember Moon mentioning she uh, has it. She has that in her. She's the one that's going to bring the women's division to that next that next level. We saw Ember Moon's introspective and uh, going along somewhere in that path. And later in the episode, once we cover the actual NXT post takeover show, but Bobby Roode versus Hideo Itami. What a match! But the glorious one walking out champion once again. I mean, you guys all saw my reaction. On you know the Facebook Live, the, I I gotta say it again, a glorious victory. Of course, we all know that Bobby Roode's not going to be shown up by anybody. Will not say it wasn't. Hideo Itami is a fantastic competitor, but it's not time for Roode to be done with that title. Roode's NXT and the glorious era moving on, and uh, something not moving on, and that is the alliance of DIY unable to successfully. Successfully so gained the NXT Tag Team Championships in a hard-hitting, incredible ladder match with the Office the of Pain. first time we get to see a tag team main event, and then like my favorite, one of my favorite tag teams of all time just implodes on itself. And I didn't even get to see the Hardys versus DIY. Hardys versus DIY, especially seeing their performance in a ladder match. I mean, everyone's going to say, oh, it's face versus face, and you know that was never going to happen. But it, it could could have happened. Competitiveness and sportsmanship exists. I would have loved to see DIY versus the Hardys. But we <sighs> see Tommaso Ciampa with a vicious and heartbreaking and gut-wrenching attack. And uh, some people, some people, Dave, put it off as uh, you know cutting out the dead weight. Johnny Gargano is no dead weight. The kid is all dead hard. Dead weight, but at the same time, there's a clear leader and there's a clear Gargano. Let's see what D- 
DIY stands for and uh, a lot of doing it yourself in the world of Tommaso Ciampa, putting out Johnny Gargano and there refuses to be a medical update, but we know Tommaso Ciampa suffering a serious ankle and knee injury before NXT TakeOver Chicago. Nick, the man pushed through the match. through it. Pushed through a very a serious injury. We don't know what we don't know what damage happened afterwards, but a lot of credit to Tommaso Ciampa for pulling out that. All the credit. The man match. has so much willpower and to just push through and put on that much of an amazing show, just to like to lose. I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, what an amazing match. He's Fantastic a psych. Show. He's a psycho, but he's a tough sob as well. You know, all things True. aside. I love to see him compete. I wish Tommaso Ciampa and Nick, I'm sure I can speak for you, a speedy recovery. Absolutely. But moving past the Sabi DIY stuff, we have the post-TakeOver Chicago match, which if you haven't been to a TakeOver event, uh, this is normally a spoiler-free zone, but these matches are taped before the actual NXT TakeOver card. Yes. I don't know how the commentary team does it. We actually discussed I, yeah, it we while watching this. We were talking about this. this. It, it, it's mind-blowing how they do this. They have to speak in the like past tense and everything the like past, that. Present, some past, sort present, some sort of contradiction. I, I have no idea what's going on there. Know, props to the WWE NXT uh, announced team because it, it, it has to be mind-blowing. It's got to be difficult to carry on the genuine yeah, reactions absolutely. we heard. And Tom Phillips calling it an amazing weekend of action between that and Backlash. But more matches to be called. We had a surprising opponent for Aleister Black this week. Aleister Black versus The Facts. It was Kurt Hawkins, Nick. Kurt Hawkins. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Coming down. Like, when was... We've never seen that, first of all. I don't recall seeing... never seen... Curtis Axel, for like a week, cut a promo coming back. You could take the Tyson Kidd stuff into account. Uh, But coming back to face... So coming back and facing somebody... In just a premier matchup, a uh, actually rematch from WWE's main event before Raw. I believe it was on the UK tour. That's just speculation, though. But Kurt Hawkins coming back to NXT, showing that uh, the Star Factory can carry across he's, a bunch of different brands. He's trying to get his name out there no matter what. He's you know he's pushing for an all-out rebirth. He's trying his best, and I got to give it to him. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's, it's it's not necessarily going to work. I don't like the gimmick, but. He's trying, and it's it's definitely... Hey, he's taking credit for elevating the career, such as Finn Balor beating him in around uh, 60 seconds or so. But Aleister Black coming out strong, as he usually does, to an uproarious Chicago crowd, a uh, very big welcome for Aleister Black. Yeah, and, and no surprise there. A hard-hitting you know, competitor like Aleister Black, of course, Chicago loves that kind of stuff, and they're not going to... <laughs> They're not gonna react any other way. I'm I'm surprised that they didn't jump out of their seats and revolt at the fact that he wasn't actually on the pay per view. A good match nonetheless, though. Kurt Hawkins putting up the biggest challenge to Aleister Black we've seen so far, and as a WWE main roster superstar, you did expect that. But, but is Alistair he Black, now? Is he is he gonna go backwards? Is he going to? I don't think he sticks around. How would you feel about that? Would you like? How would you feel about him being like called back down? I don't see him sticking around, but I think it needs to be more of a common practice, especially for people that maybe even got called up too soon. Maybe there's some guys who need to revamp their careers. Ooh, that looks like you're calling the Ascension out. It looks like, no, I'm not calling the Ascension out. I'm calling (laughs) SmackDown out for not using the Ascension, but that's that's a main roster podcast (laughs) discussion. I'm talking NXT. Come back to NXT. I would say, uh, 
you know, if it wasn't for the Titus brand thing kind of clicking right now, I think Apollo Crews needed some work to be done. I still think Dana Brooke and Nia Jax could come back and tweak the little things. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a common enough practice where we're going to see Kurt Hawkins stick around in a quote-unquote permanent position in NXT. I feel what you're saying with those particular talents, but at the same time, I also think that they are very... Those, those particular talents are very stuck in their ways. You know, Apollo Crews is a very particular type of wrestling. He has a very showy style that wasn't in- intensely affected by the NXT experience. Nia Jax, while she was there, wasn't really her style, her attitude, her like all-around personality wasn't truly affected by it the NXT It was her size, experience. and her size is what yeah. made her a believable exactly. contender. If you look at her in-ring ability, it's not necessarily just and I'm be sure based that off that's, one thing like that. That's been, and that's not uh, how somebody should be brought up from NXT. It's not, but at the same time, time is an issue. And when they need a superstar on the main roster, I think at there's the end people of the day, who can, NXT is who can still the and could ground. make that transition very easily. We have to remember that NXT is still the breeding ground. And that, in a sense, when need be, WWE is going to take what they need. There's been a lot of, you know, I've seen a lot of talk about this. There's uh, Major League Baseball, let's say. You go down to AAA for a few games before you rehab an injury. But, yeah, absolutely. So like back for, in the day, for people to be able to come back to be from, able to see, you know, like, maybe Matt not Hardy injury, versus... but maybe like a written off character change, they want to come back and you know try something new in front of an NXT audience and see how it would, see how it get over, see how it perform. I, I I I that would work, but at the same time, I don't want NXT to become the rehashing zone. You know, it's already a breeding ground. So I don't need it to become a rehashing zone of like trying failed like like just trying failed attempts and things like that like things that can be a good idea and just epically failing for characters is not something i want to see for nxt i want it to be surefire characters every time things like ember moon things like ruby riot i want to see characters that the wwe is positive they know that they want these characters nobody should be brand. nobody should be set up sent up to raw or smackdown without full confidence behind exactly. the character in nxt work and i absolutely agree with that but it would be interesting to see a you know re sort of a uh a rehab coming back you go come back you get a few house show digs you know this that and the other thing i'd like to see like if there was one person that i could pick to go back to nxt Probably be someone that they brought up recently. I th- I think that either Ty or Shinsuke, you know, they both could have got a lot more from the NXT experience. I absolutely disagree with that. Ty Dillinger is one of the most loved people in the NXT universe. Exactly. We why are sitting here being to bring him out of that area. Give him that spot to shine. He is the NXT because he didn't win the point. title. We've seen. What we've a seen, handful yeah, we've seen of, a lot of people we've seen a handful of acts not be champion and get just absolutely we've seen a lot of people get gutted from their NXT personalities. I absolutely agree with that. Tyler Breeze, Tyler Breeze, he took a while for Tyler Breeze to find something. Do, do not even terrible. say that what the Tyler Breeze is doing isn't is working great right now. Okay, but when they first started, they fought and clawed to find some sort of traction. For him on the main roster, and there's no reason that the Prince Pretty gimmick 
shouldn't have worked. You know what, Nick? We're getting sidetracked from the Kurt Hawkins and Aleister Black match, but I guess now's as good of a time as any. I want to do, a, uh, in addition to our episode reviews, a past, present, and future segment where we take a look at people currently on the main roster who were big names in NXT and do a whole review of what they're in for, what they used to do, and uh, you know what they're doing right now. And I think that's an excellent concept. I think that's where we bring on a lot of guests. But shifting gears back to the post-TakeOver NXT Chicago episode, we want your thoughts on that whole main roster NXT yeah, getting absolutely. sent back discussion, by the way. See at how podcast passionate we are about it. Underscore UF is the Twitter. But Aleister Black with another impressive victory in Chicago. Yeah, I want to understand that. Congratulations to Aleister An Black. absolutely devastating Black Mass. How many times can you look at this kick and not be impressed? It's just one... It, it's really don't quickly want to be becoming one of my favorite ring when he kicks someone. Like, that thing looks vicious. Alistair also hitting a series of roundhouse kicks. He's just showing one of the most devastating movesets in NXT. Cannot wait to see how he how he becomes a saliva when we're ringside. He might get hit with a tooth if uh, <laughs> if that's happening. And uh, that will be June seventeenth in Poughkeepsie, New York. We are going to be attending a NXT live event. There will be a special edition of the podcast on that event. Yeah, so stay will. tuned for that in mid June. But moving on, Nick, we uh, where are we headed from here? We got the Velveteen Dream. A debut that I know we have been looking forward to. Ooh, it was fantastic. It couldn't have been more well-performed, honestly. Like, the character is just impressing more and more and more. I I don't think that they they could have picked a better version. And I was was a little off-put by the idea at first, but... It really because works. it's Patrick Clark. Because Patrick Clark is, you know, he was the only real competitor on NXT on NXT on on the, on the most recent enough. edition yeah. of Tough Enough. I'll say over and over again, Patrick Clark had the ability. He knew his wrestling. He knew his wrestling background. He knew where he wanted to go, and uh, I'm glad he's getting a real shot. Yeah, it's good to see with his his talent actually being put to use. I mentioned this a little bit, but with his athletic ability, we are going to be forced to take him seriously as a competitor, despite all the flashiness of the gimmick. We saw the guy wrestle in a long, a flowing gold chain, and uh, <laughs> his what hair. was going on with his hair, his Johnny Bravo? I'm pretty sure it didn't move at all during that match. Like it was just perfectly primped. As it soared through the air and delivered a very long distance elbow drop to Robert Anthony, I believe was the Velveteen Dream's <laughs> opponent. Robert Anthony, that's right. Uh, but very showy, very charismatic. The Velveteen Dream, Nick. Do you think uh, I don't want to see the same thing for the Velveteen Dream? I don't want to see the same entrance that we've gotten for every other superstar, where they just run him through a bunch of no names. I want to see the Velveteen Dream right into the thick of it. I want to see him going up against somebody. I want to see him feud. With someone, and I don't know exactly who, like, preference-wise, I guess I would have to go with Almas. Party Boy versus the Velveteen Dream? That's right. I'd like him to call out Almas on his, you know, Party Boy and all the losing and just... How you can be an ex- you can be an experience without going out and having all these other wild experiences like him. That would be... I could see somewhere going with that. I think he could... You know, I think the Nar- I think Velveteen Dream, I see what this guy's doing. I think narcissistic heel that NXT's been missing since like the aforementioned Tyler Breeze. I think uh I think he could be u- used to build a very big baby face. I think he can also be used to elevate an already great talent. I think he could be a good enough heel to get an already existing over Drew McIntyre. And more further. importantly, I think it's it's going to be the gimmick that he can actually ride to the top. 
that's that's what I'm most excited for. Him. I definitely think this is clicking. You know, we've seen Patrick Clark try a bunch of different things, but he my, fumbled a couple times. But this is the one that I think is going to stick. It's, he's going to be able to ride this gimmick all the way to the top, and I'm so happy about that. Quick question, then I want to get to our main event of Wesley Blake versus Drew McIntyre, Bring the on. Velveteen Dream. Alone, his stage name, his character name right now is it's not the, the Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark. No, do you think he should have kept his actual name? I or do you think having a nickname as a name, as an in-ring name, is a lost art and it's something you want to see more of? I feel like it definitely brings it back. But at the same time, the way it was originally presented to me with the whole the Patrick Clark experience, I really grew to... I clung to that. Like, the, the, the Patrick Clark experience. Like, I kind of liked it. But... It doesn't mean that it takes away from the Velveteen Dream gimmick in any way. It wasn't nickname of his. Really hyped about it. It's just, uh, it's kind of like the whole Charlotte Flair thing. It's like, yo, call her what she is. She's Flair. She's not just Charlotte. Like, stop, stop pretending. Okay. And to your point, they're not hiding the Flair last name anymore. That's been back yeah. and forth for a couple years now. Again, Velveteen Dream, a successful debut. Think he's here to make an impact and. Uh, it would be interesting to see him in the yeah, next couple I weeks. Yeah, I want to see sure. what he does next. The, the main event now. main event now. We have Wesley Blake in a new... Uh, before we talk about the hottest free agent, Drew McIntyre, which we seem to be doing in all nine episodes, Nick. We just... We really a returning like NXT Tag Team Champion, not in the flashy, techno, EDM, Blake and Murphy experience where he'd come out with his wacky hair. Wesley Blake's going by a tough Texan. Do you think that's been missing in WWE as of late? I mean, we've had Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler technically still doing the... He's from New Jersey. Yeah, but he's doing the, 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 tough, the tough American... Gimmick. Over-the-top Patriot, yeah, ex-Marine. Exactly. So, that can be quickly like misinterpreted as a redneck-ish gimmick. It's the vest, isn't it? It's the vest. Okay. And, I mean, I, 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 I like it. I'd like to see that come together. Again, looking forward to Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy's singles Some runs. Some people are just better as a tag team competitor and they need to, to come to terms with that. We haven't seen the best kept secret Buddy Murphy in NXT yet. When? When is the best kept secret not going to be a secret from the televised audience anymore? I, I know he's been at live events. I know he's been very much improving. I've seen yeah, we see footage him on the of his performance center. We see him on the Instagram all the time. Luckiest man in the world engaged to Alexa Bliss. Bliss. Oh my God. But that's not him. His tag team partner in action tonight against Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre, another guy. Former tag team partner. Former tag team champion, Drew McIntyre. Former Intercontinental champion, Drew McIntyre. Chicago favorite, Drew McIntyre. Impressive matchup against Wesley Blake. (laughs) Impressive. That's kind of just what we've come to know from Drew McIntyre in this, like, revamped version of himself. The man has taken... Taking it to the new, like, next level, to a whole new level. It's fantastic. I, I, I like everything, but I'm still calling for it. I want the future shock. And I'm not the only one. Tom Phillips brought it up, too. There was a reference to it on commentary, perhaps, that Drew McIntyre was going for the future shock DDT. So it might not be a weapon that's completely disappeared Same. from his arsenal. You might see you it again. Been on, you might have been on this on these past few weeks here, dude. I'm still pulling for it. You heard it here first. Nikki Six. For Six that. says you'll be seeing the future shock on NXT television. <laughs> it will be shocking. 
A shocking show of resilience, though, on both sides of this match. We talk about Drew McIntyre's toughness on a regular basis, but buddy, yeah, it was, uh, it was, Wesley Blake not nice looking to see like... Wesley Blake not look like a chump for once. He's not just out there looking like a goon, although you know we've we've seen him. I in mean, the that last couple times, couple we've times seen we've seen him just kind of take quick losses. Another guy trying a bunch of different things out. The beautiful Blake gimmick, I guess, got washed out by ideas like Velveteen Dream and yeah. this and that. But a tough Texan, a resilient guy, and. Uh, Showing his in-ring skills, Wesley Blake. He's not a slouch not between the ropes. He's hanging I, with a veteran like McIntyre. I just I feel like certain people work better in a tag team, and he's one of them. He's just I still to this day think that you know I didn't like personally. Like I'm not a fan of the dubstep cadet gimmick, but it worked and it was good. There was no reason that that needed to You know what, the fact that we weren't fans of it means they were doing exactly what exactly they were going to do. Because they like, made us boo a chick like Alexa Bliss in Brooklyn against the Vaude Villains. That's, that's right. how good it... Uh, you know, that's, that's credit to kids. Alexa Bliss's mic work making things work. Yeah, but at but the those same guys time, were, those guys worked great in the ring together. Their ring psychology, their, the way they worked together The running suplex to a frog splash was an unbelievable finisher. That's the move that won in the titles against the Lucha Dragons, and still one of the most shocking episodes of NXT. I, I hope, you know, that it works out. It, it seems to be working out. He put on an amazing match, but came short. Obviously, we, we, we know that yes. Drew McIntyre is not going to be stopped right now. He is on an Unbelievable role. Drew McIntyre not hitting the Future Shock DDT, no, but hitting the single leg Yakuza kick. Thank you, Nigel McGinnis, for finally pointing out that call because it's been known as McIntyre for the past few weeks or like, you know, foot to face or something, something vague enough. But Drew McIntyre is looking like number one contender for the NXT Championship material right now. Cannot wait to see where this path's broken leads. It should be called the Claymore. That's a really good name. Nick, it's post-Chicago. I guess we're on our way to Brooklyn. Any early predictions? Anything you want to uh, anything you want to throw out there on the table? No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I'm going to leave this one. Oh, I, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and say Alistair Black is going to Alistair Black's going to have a big impact on this Brooklyn on this Brooklyn show. Excuse me, and it is going to be. I can't wait to see him kick someone's face off and them not go down immediately or take the first Who is going to be tough enough to take a black mess and not go down immediately? Like who? They I might be able to take a few roundhouse kicks and not go Dane. down immediately. That's Imagine Killian Dane versus, versus Killian Dane versus Alistair Black. Alistair Black at Brooklyn. Take over. The Beast the, of Belfast. We'd love to see the Beast of Belfast. The Tank of Sanity. Against this Dark One. Oh my god. I would like to see that. Because technically he's a face, Aleister Black. I mean, he's a dark face, but he's still a face. I mean, I'd agree with see, that. Alistair, I, mean, I think he's a face. I also agree with that. Aleister Black is getting the reactions of a proper face. He's going to be pushed as a top guy, probably as a face. But the brilliant thing about Aleister Black, his character could float that line in between good and evil because it's, it's written... Right there into his doctrine. Yeah. No men are truly good. No men are truly evil. Aleister Black is going to be able to play both sides. Honestly, um, he doesn't get lost in that WWE loop of good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Because that happens a lot to superstars. Look at what they did in the big show. Nothing. They turned him into a gigantic joke in the sense that he's been back and forth so many times that when you see him, it's just like, oh, okay, it's the big show. 
I mean, there's nothing on the scale of, I mean, that wasn't a weight joke. There was just nothing on the scale of Big Show's face and heel turns. That's that's on a whole new level. Alistair Black is the kind of guy, he's going to be able to float that line for a very long time. My prediction for this build to Brooklyn and Nick, I think a lot yeah. of people are going to want to step up to the offensive They're going to try to especially jump into that DIY spot. One of the most resilient teams in DIY dissipating. It's really going to be a show of who can really bond, who can stay together to go through this, these chapters of pain that are being written by Paul Howard. Who do you Howard. think it's going to be? Stakes and weights. Stakes uh, and weights, heavy machinery. We are going to see a collision between two Goliaths of a tag team. There are going to be four monsters I think in it's the going to be fun to see uh, Tino Savartelli and uh, Riddick Moss and the whole heavy machinery go head-to-head trying to tear each other down for that spot. It's Heavy Machine is a be, lot of fun, and they're, connect, they're be, connected with the audience, and it's going to be very important to get the crowd behind you, like DIY did, in comparison to take down the Authors of Pain. I just don't see that them taking down the Authors of Pain. I don't see that happening. I don't see Heavy Machinery being the guys But to a do prediction it. nonetheless, do you see these two teams colliding in the future? Are you Absolutely. going to agree with me there? All Absolutely. Right. Both predictions here, we have them for Alistair Black, we have them for Heavy Machinery, but guys, we have Brooklyn Build beginning... Episode 10, my dude, we're breaking double digits on the road to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Cannot wait for that. This has been our post-TakeOver Chicago special. I am CD Danny Mac, joined once again by Nikki Six. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Give us all your thoughts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All those good social media accounts. Hit us up on all of them. Find us by name, all one word, on Instagram, broken up as usual, and the Facebook and at podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. Guys, thanks for listening again. Join us for episode 10. This has been the Undisputed Future Podcast.